All right, guys, welcome back to another edition of Texans Unfiltered, a Houston football podcast for your Houston Texans. I am Young Ari Gold. And this morning, I want to discuss D'Amico Ryan's interviewing for the head coaching candidates, uh, the head coaching position open with the Houston Texans. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about D'Amico Ryan's, uh, no matter where you go, whether it be Reddit, Twitter, Facebook, your local water cooler, uh, radio stations. Uh, I, I can definitely say that today, um, is an exciting day for Texans fans. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's obviously a former player here, but not just a former player, a former great player. Uh, up there, pro- I would probably say in the top five, if we break it down, Watt, Andre, Arian, Cushing, Ryan's, I think is fair. So definitely top five. Um, probably a better linebacker than Brian Cushing, at least a better linebacker for a longer period of time. Um, and I, I think fans are just excited, excited about the homecoming for, for D'Amico Ryan's, the potential of, of landing him as a head coach. Uh, and, you know, I think there's a lot of different reasons why people are excited. I, I don't think everybody is excited about D'Amico Ryan's because he was a former player. I do think that a lot more people are excited because he, is a former player for the Houston Texans. And so I wanted to discuss, you know, are the Texans interviewing D'Amico Ryans because he's the right candidate or are they considering D'Amico Ryans at, for the head coaching position because it could bring excitement to the fan base and kind of, re, you know, reignite the spark in, in Houston and NRG. Um, and I, I want to preface by saying, like, this isn't about – I'm not downplaying D'Amico Ryans as a head coach candidate. Uh, I, I think D'Amico is actually a, a very strong candidate. I'd probably rank him within the top three. Uh, my only preference uh, outside of D'Amico and is, is going to be anybody on offense. You know, Mike Kafka, uh, Ben Johnson was up there. Uh, anybody on the offensive side of the ball is where I want to go, um, only because that seems to be where the league is actually going. Not because I think D'Amico is going to be a bad coach. I actually think D'Amico is going to be a great coach. Uh, you can see it in the way he speaks, the way he leads men, uh, still re- relatively young, uh, under the age of 40, uh, and um, just, you know, uh, you see it. You see it in San Francisco. You see what he's capable of doing. Uh, you know, a lot of the same questions that people had about Sala, including myself, was, you know, how good of a head coach is Sala going to be? Uh, because look at the amount of talent he has around him and or he has to, to, to play with in San Francisco, especially on that def- defensive line. But at the end of the day, Sala went to New York and I mean, they were competing for a playoff spot, even with Zach Wilson at quarterback. So, you know, Sala has definitely done better than I expected. And I think the reservation around Sala for me probably has been put to rest. You know, he looks like a leader of men and he looks like he, he understands the game, challenges the game, is looking to be innovative, uh, doesn't stick to a specific uh, game plan, is able to adjust. And I think D'Amico Ryan's coming in would be able to do the same things. You know, I think D'Amico, if, you, if anybody remembers from when he was here, I mean, a great speaker, a great leader, team captain, uh, has all the accolades you're looking for. And, and honestly... You know, you're seeing it a little bit more that, you know, former players are becoming coaches and, you know, we'll start to see where we've seen, you know, Kevin O'Connell was a player. Now he's a head coach. 
uh, Jeff Saturday, unfortunately, you know, and hopefully the text, the Colts hire him uh, as the full-time head coach and uh, here shortly. Josh McCown was flirted with as a head coach candidate last year, whether you agree with it or not. There's definitely the, the league is definitely going in a different direction from uh, and looking at new candidates that probably haven't been discussed before. Uh, so I, I think D'Amico would be a great head coach candidate. I just don't want defense. And, you know, I'll be happy if D'Amico's hired. I think he'll probably bring a ton of stability and, and have uh, – he'll do everything we're looking for him to do. He'll, he should be able to steer the ship and, and get us to where we need to go. Uh, you know, I, I do wonder about with his, you know, short tenure as a, uh, as a coach, who his coaching, his, his, his coaching staff would be. Uh, but, you know, if you're taking anybody from the Shanahan tree to uh, come over and help, you you probably – you're going to have some success, uh, at least on offense. Uh, and even on defense, right? Shanahan's really built a pretty well uh, – Willie-versed uh, coaching tree. So um, it's interesting. I, I think D'Amico would be a great coach. I say all that to say, like, I just wonder, do fans want D'Amico Ryans because it's D'Amico Ryans? And they want to win the offseason and they want to feel good about the decision between January and September when the season kicks off. So they want nine months of of having excitement. And if there is if that's the reason, I, I really can't fault you. Uh, I, I totally understand it. I think, you know, with what the Texans have been through over the last three years, you know, any excitement is 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 better than what what any fan of the Houston Texans has experienced over the last three years. It's, it has definitely not been a, a fun and entertaining and energetic time at NRG or in Houston when it comes to the Houston Texans. Lost our franchise quarterback, blah, 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 blah. The list can go on. But I just want to make sure that, like, for me, the way I look at this is I, I, don't, I don't care about excitement. You know, winning in in January or February really means nothing to me if it doesn't mean if it doesn't equate to wins in September, October, November, December, January, and now February. Um, that that's ultimately the the biggest thing for me is will that equate to wins? Because wins are is what's going to turn this organization around. Nothing else. Uh, taking a quarterback's fun and exciting, but if that quarterback sucks and you know it ends up being Zach Wilson. You know, you're you're in a the same position. So, same goes for the head coach. It seems like a lot of people are more interested in the homecoming of Demigo Ryan's, uh, bringing him back to Houston, bringing him back home, bring him back to the team that drafted him, and that that is really the biggest motivator for a lot of fans. And you know. Like I said, I get it. I just that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a head coach that can come in implement his plan, his vision, execute, and start to get this team to win again. Take away the uniforms, take away, you know, take away everything. I don't really care about anything else outside of wins. Wins is the only thing that matters. It's why we watch sports. I don't watch sports just to be entertained. I watch sports to watch my team win. Uh, And, you know, they haven't done that in three consecutive years. And, you know, that feeling that I had, and, and the Chiefs divisional round when we were up 27 points or whatever it was, that feeling I felt that day was probably, you know, and I'm from L.A., so I'm a diehard Laker fan. I would say that that ranks at the top 
of any fan moment I've probably ever had, to be honest with you. That moment, I felt like we were about to destroy the Chiefs, which was unexpected. Nobody considered it to be an option. And, you know, everything was going our way. And I, you know, I, I was looking at, you know, the Titans. I forgot who the Titans played, but it was like, it was literally like in our grasp. Like if we beat this team, if we beat the Chiefs, we're able to move. We're, we're, we have a good chance of moving forward to where we need to go to, to get to the Super Bowl. What do we want at all? I don't know. But um, I go back to that moment. And I think that's how I want to feel. And that's how I want to feel every week. I, I, I want to feel like this team is headed in the right direction and has the right leader to get us there. And I'm not saying D'Amico Ryan isn't. D'Amico's so dope. He's such a great dude. I've, I've met him a couple times. He's just an amazing guy. Um, I guess I just say, you know, do we do we want him because it's the right reason and it's going to lead to wins, or do we want him because we want to feel good about ourselves for the next, you know, seven, eight, nine months? Uh, and for that, for me, that that'll never be the that that won't ever be my mindset. I'm not really looking to to win the off season. I'm looking to win through the regular season and into the playoffs. And D'Amico could be that guy. And, and I, I go back to that because I want to make sure that, that I'm clear that, you know, D'Amico could be that guy. You know, it's funny because, uh, you know, when the Eagles hired uh, Nick Sirianni, I think the entire fan base was extremely upset. They were like, what? This is who we hired. You know, they, they weren't expecting much. And now, you know, they just have they have the number one seed in the NFC. Uh, and Jalen Hurts has developed. Uh, A.J. Brown was added. Like there, there were so many moves made. The team looks great. The offensive line looks good. The defensive line has been good for like a solid five years. I don't know if it'll ever not be good, but Eagles fans weren't happy when Zach Taylor was hired by the Bengals. Bengals fans weren't happy. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think. There was a couple more recently where where the fan base wasn't happy and they thought it was the wrong choice. I say that to say like you're going to have your favorite candidates. It's very similar to the draft. You're going to have your favorite players. You're going to have the, the, the players that you have watched through college football and rooted for and think can be that guy at the next level. And so you want them to be drafted. But, you know, in the end, of, at the end of the day, you know, Nick Serio handles the draft, picks the players, and, you know, we kind of have to just let him run with it. And our players aren't always picked. It, it's kind of the same thing with the head coach. If, you know, if they're not, if, if they go with Jonathan Gannon, you know, we kind of have to trust the process. And, you know, I know a lot of you are probably hesitant to trust the process and I can understand the, the, the reasoning behind it, but nobody knows who's going to be a great head coach. If everybody knew who was going to be a great co- head coach, everybody would be vying for the same candidate. And, and everybody is technically interviewing for the same candidate, but I'm saying that different, different organizations and different teams are going to feel different about different candidates. So, don't put a lot of stock into, you know, your favorite guy. We, we really only can go off of, you know, what we've seen on highlights or on Sundays when we watch the teams of these assistant coaches or offensive coordinators of DCs, uh, the teams they've coached. But outside of that, we don't really have much. And we don't know that, you know, how much input is coming from the head coach or the other parts of the coaching staff. There's so many different things that are going on with, with the implementation of, like, an offense and a game plan and a defense and a game plan. You know, it's not really just one person and it's, it's the entire offensive staff. It's the entire defensive staff. So uh, Mike Kafka is uh, interviewing on Sunday. He's probably my, my guy now at this point, just because he seems to be the only one on the offensive side of the ball that is still in the, in the candidates of pools that, or the candidate of pool, the pool of candidates, man, 
um, that uh, is available. So um, we'll be very interesting to see what happens with Mike Kafka. Uh, I would assume now uh, after Kafka interviews on Sunday and with D'Amico interviewing today, next week we'll likely see second round interviews scheduled. Um, and, you know, we'll be closer and closer to understanding, you know, who the top candidates are. And, you know, it's it, that alone is exciting. Uh, I, I think, you know, maybe focus on that a little bit more. The fact that we're actually going through a legitimate head coaching search. I do find it weird that people always say, like, last year this was totally different and it, we weren't interviewing top candidates. I could have sworn Kevin O'Connell was here. I could have sworn he interviewed. I could have sworn Jonathan Gannon interviewed. Like, I, I don't think that there were a lot of offensive, like, oh, Shane Steichen is another guy. I'd be up for him as well. Sorry. Um, but I don't think last year there were a ton of offensive guys that were being considered for head coaching jobs outside of Mike McDaniels and Brian Dabble, right? I think those were the only two. But um, either way, it, it's a really fun time to see that we're going through the process. We're doing it right. And there's a, there's a ton of opportunity for us to add the right head coach that could potentially steer the ship and get us to where we need to be. Uh, it's an exciting time to be a Texans fan. Second pick overall. Can't wait to get more into the draft. Uh, and, and for those that uh, didn't see uh, Lance Erline, uh, if you wanted to watch him uh, do his evaluation on Bryce Young, he's doing it live today at 2 p.m. Uh, if you uh, if you hit up his DMs on Twitter uh, and let him know that you'd like to participate and watch, he'll send you a private link to to his YouTube channel to watch him do a live draft evaluation of Bryce Young. So I would definitely do that if you guys are looking at the draft and considering Bryce Young. Um, this will be good for me because everybody has pushed Bryce Young on me and I've watched some film and, you know, I, I've, I think he's a great player, but I always come back to his frame and height uh, and his arm strength. So I'm pretty sure everybody knows I'm, I'm sold on Anthony Richardson. I, not that I think he's going to be the best quarterback. I just think that he has the highest ceiling of all quarterbacks in this draft. Uh, and a lot of it just has to do with his athletic traits. He, he's a physical freak. But, um, yeah, big weekend coming up for the Houston Texans. D'Amico Ryans today, uh, Mike Kafka Sunday. Then we'll start to get uh, uh, interview requests out for a second interview with uh, the candidates that we've been uh, interviewing and that are, are moving along in the process. And, uh, you know, we're getting closer and closer to figuring out what this thing looks like. So um, I appreciate you guys joining in. And uh, let's see what questions we have here. Uh, Let's see. DA, let's start at the top. Let's start at the top. Then I got to get to work because I'm actually a lot later than I usually am. I think they are interviewing him for the right reasons. I think fans want him for the wrong reasons. I think that's H-Town Henry. I think that's exactly right. I, I think you're right. I, I don't see Nick or, or Cal hiring or interviewing or considering a candidate because um, it's the right move. Um, I could see them drafting a quarterback because of that, but I couldn't see them interviewing uh, a candidate because it's the right move. Miko doesn't move the needle for me uh, for where the team is at in a rebuild. I still feel we need some experienced coaches over fresh head coaches. Yeah, but you, you've been on the Peyton train the whole, like ever since, like you've been on Peyton as long as I think anybody, I, I don't know anybody else that's been on Peyton. There's no way you're okay with if that new, if that new report is out that came out is about uh, Mickey Loomis changing uh, what he's asking or requesting for return and compensation, you know, based on who the team is, dude, there's no way you're comfortable giving up two first round picks and more. There's no way, no way. Uh, why are we bringing up the PTSD day? Sorry. I just wanted to explain why I felt that way. 
uh, needs Steichen. He coached Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, so you know he can adjust to the strength of the player. Um, be easy with that, though, Sid, right? Uh, be easy with that because isn't that exactly why everybody wanted Pep Hamilton as an offensive coordinator? Like everybody wanted Pep because he coached Andrew Luck, who coming into the draft was the most coveted franchise quarterback since Elway or whatever, whoever it was, Dan Marino. Either way, it doesn't matter. Um, and then he helped Justin Herbert. But like, what did Pep do? These guys are great. That's they put in the work. What nobody can tell me what what Pep did. Um, so I, I don't really, I, I don't necessarily want somebody because they did something with Herbert or Hertz. I would say the Hertz aspect is bigger because Hertz was a second round pick and had a lot of development he needed to do to become an NFL starting quarterback. Justin Herbert came in ready to go. Um, so watch, the, we just need to be careful when we're looking into those things. Like we're saying, oh, they did this. Oh, they did that. You know, sometimes a player is just great. And, and sometimes it's just timing. Sometimes the coach ends up in the right position to where that player, it just clicks, right? It's like, you know, algebra when you're in fourth, you know, sixth grade. You know, some people struggled with it. And then, you know, halfway through the year, they woke up one morning and it clicked. Um, you know, that, that same thing happens with players. You know, there's certain things that they're working on from a fundamental perspective, their base, technique, uh, things of that nature, um, their form. And, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, you know, that happens with me sometimes and, and other aspects of my life. But, um, so I, I don't want to put a lot of uh, stock into that. I will about Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts uh, definitely came in the league raw and uh, has shown the ability to be a good NFL quarterback. Uh, and, you know, a lot of it helps, you know, when you have A.J. Brown and you have all the talent around you, Devo Devontae Smith, who's a, just a beast. Um, so that helps. Offensive line helps. You know, the run game, eh, but, you know, defense helps. So there's just – there's so many pieces. And, like, when we look at the Eagles – like, I think those those coaches are good, uh, but it's another one of those situations very similar to Sala for me where they're, they're so talented. It's, you know, how much is talent? How much is coaching? Um, how do you feel about C.J. Stroud? I like C.J. Stroud over uh, Bryce Young from a quarterback perspective. I think uh, he can make all the throws. I like that he's bigger. Uh, he, he is mobile, uh, which was probably his biggest question coming into the draft. Uh, looked great against the number one ranked defense in, uh, in college football. Uh, should have probably won that game if they had an actual kicker. Uh, C.J. Stroud would probably be – he'd probably be quarterback one if I'm looking to – if I'm not being patient and I want somebody to come in and start day one, I'd probably go Stroud. Uh, and, you know, my, my philosophy and my approach is a lot different than everybody else's. You know, I think everybody else is like, grab a quarterback, let's let's build the the, the team and the roster and let's start winning – uh, and that's, you know, the philosophy we've seen in Jacksonville. We talked about it the other day, but I think uh, for me, I like I like Anthony Richardson because I think at the end of the day, with the right talent and the right coaching staff, uh, he can develop to be that next, you know, the guy that can compete with the Patrick Mahomeses, the Justin Herberts, the Josh Allens, the Lamar Jacksons, the Trevor Lawrences, the, you know, the the Burroughs of the world. And, and ultimately, that's who you're going to compete with in, in January and February. So, uh, uh, that's kind of how I, I look at this situation, but um, that's that's I would go Anthony Richardson. Sounds like three more years till five hundred if we do that, and I can't take long. Yeah, I mean, you guys you guys say that, but like, how long has this rebuild really been? Two years, two seasons. One of those seasons, you were handcuffed. You couldn't trade Deshaun, so you couldn't really start the rebuild. 
So, like, really, this last season was year one of the rebuild. There was nothing you could do. There was no opportunity to really make that that leap. Um, there weren't any good quarterbacks in the draft. Uh, and, you know, I think Nick just was clearing the books and getting ready to make the moves that he needed to make in 2023. So um, I, I get what you're saying. And uh, I understand that everybody's – we live in a world of instant gratification. Uh, but I think the proper rebuild takes time. And, you know, this team has the capital to be able to do it. And and they, they're going to have to take their time and do it right. And, you know, there's different ways to do it. My way isn't the right way. My way isn't the only way. And I'm open to other ideas. I just – I'm not in love with any of these quarterbacks to take it to. And if I had to, it would be Stroud. But, you know, trading back and grabbing more draft capital to to fill this roster with talent and and taking Anthony Richardson – uh, would would be intriguing to me. Uh, it's a risk, but it, is it as big of a risk as taking Bryce Young at two, based on height and size and frame? I don't know, you know. And that's I think that's the the question that people need to ask themselves. You know, is Bryce Young, who from a historical perspective we've never seen a quarterback of that size have consistent success in the NFL? So history tells you there's a likelihood that that won't work. So is taking him at two, like, that's a huge risk, in my opinion, considering you could take Will Anderson and or trade back and grab some more draft capital. So, um, yeah, but all right. Uh, with that being said, uh, I'm out. Uh, I will see you guys on uh, Monday morning. Uh, if you guys have any comments, feel free to do it. I'll answer them uh, as I go throughout the day. Appreciate you guys uh, being here. Make sure you like and subscribe. Make sure you tell a friend. Uh, we're really building this thing up. It's it's really back to the grind of uh, of getting things and uh, and and showing everybody that I'm better than them at, at this uh, Texan shit. So um, whenever you guys have a chance, tell your friends. Let's get this channel to to a bigger spot. The the, the room will be built out this weekend. Uh, super stoked to give you guys content, and uh, I appreciate it. you guys all rocking with me uh, for a long time. So uh, with that being said, I'm Young Ari Gold signing off for Texans Unfiltered. I'll catch you guys next week.